This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. It's That's, okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to The Legend of Retro with Craig WK and Xander. How's it going, everybody? So far, so good. Are you talking to me or listeners? I guess... Neither really matters. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Legend of Retro, where we talk about video games. Old ones. Old ones, specifically. Nothing new. I mean, we did Shovel Knight one time, but... Is know. that really that new? Mm, I mean, new-ish. It's newer than some other games we're not doing. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, this week, uh, you've researched a little bit on an episode, yes? Yeah, uh... Threads of Fate for Threads PlayStation. of Fate, also known as Duprism. Yeah, in Japan, Duprism. Uh, we actually won. Normally the Japanese titles are sometimes cooler, but uh, Threads of Fate's a little cooler than Duprism. Yeah. Uh, Duprism was part of the Summer of Square. It was an awesome summer. It was a fantastic We summer. got Chrono Cross, Legend of Mana, Saga Frontier 2, and Threads of Fate? Mm-hmm. That was a solid, solid summer. And Vagrant Story came out just before... What about Vagrant Story, Xander? I, it was on the RPG <laughs> list. It was high up. It takes place in the same world as Final Fantasy Tactics. Maybe. Evilis? Evilis, yeah. Uh, there's quite a few games. Yeah, so does uh, Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, 12. Which is getting re-released next week oh, at the time yeah. of this recording. That's right. That's coming out uh, pretty soon. On Tuesday, July 11th. As an aside, uh, no. this game... What? No. Never mind. We're going to talk about how this game came out, what, July 17th of 2000? 19th. 19th. Off by two days. But when this episode releases, it's going to be pretty much its birthday. Nice. So I think the day before? Yep. So it'll be 17 years old? Wow. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Huh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. We just need a minute to, to feel old. My yeah, back no, hurts. I, <laughs> Uh, we were talking uh, in the Discord a little while ago. Sci-Fi AG was was trying to decide should he start playing Chrono Trigger or um, 
something else. Earthbound. Uh, was it Earthbound? I think so. I feel like it was between. If I was no, no, form? no. It was it was between that and Legend of Dragoon. Oh, I feel like I was just in conversation with somebody in the Discord. I mean, Sci-Fi AJ is always playing new, old JRPGs. Oh, okay. That's that's like one of his things. <laughs> All right, fair he was, enough. He was, it was. I remember specifically it was between Chrono Trigger and uh, um, Legend of Dragoon. Look, chops. I'm I'm hanging out with Dart. I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. But uh, it it would. We started talking about Chrono Cross and how it connects to Chrono Trigger, and I couldn't remember. And the reason I bring this up because it's all Summer of Square anyway. Yeah. Um, and so I went online and I started reading the background and how Chrono Cross connects to Chrono Trigger, and I didn't remember anything. <laughs> um, like it's... all this like deep plot stuff that I'm sure when I was you know 15 playing these games, I was like, this is incredible. But now as I'm like going to be 32 in a couple weeks, like. I don't remember any of it, and I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I would play Legend of Dragoon, and if you're like, because if you're looking to eventually get to Chrono Cross, it's some real convoluted stuff that I don't know how I understood 15 plus years ago." And then it I was, was like, "15 plus years ago, <laughs> why? <laughs> so I hate sad. that I can say that." Yeah, it's it's really depressing that it's been so long. But what's more depressing is that Chrono Cross was pretty cool at the time. It was but very it's, good. It it's weird. It's I, I feel like the convolutedness and how they just sort of made it really bizarre might be one of the reasons why they didn't keep pursuing sequels. Mm. I feel like they, they pushed the envelope, so to speak, maybe a little too far. Yeah, what was strange about the, the Summer of Square, and I promise we're going to get back to focused on, on Threads of Fate. Give us a minute. Um, is Chrono Cross was easily the most anticipated game of, oh, the, yeah. like, of those three. Like I remember going to GameStop, and if you pre-ordered those three games... When you picked it up, you also got a, a CD that was like five tracks, like a sample of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So, like, that was a big deal. I was like, oh, sweet. And then, like, I'll have all three and it'll be great. Um, and I was like, Legend of Mana. I remember playing Secret of Mana. I remember enjoying that. I have no idea what the heck Threads of Fate is, but I'm going to try that, too. Mm-hmm. And Threads of Fate was probably one of my favorites. Threads of Fate was a lot of fun. It's it's a really cool game. Uh, I, I have... I, in my research, I, I have a few beefs with it. Yeah. Things that didn't really hold you, up Because you went as back well. and played it recently, right? Yeah. I, not the whole way through, but I, I, which I'll get to in a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 huh. Yeah. I think PlayStation Magazine had demos for it, and that's the first time I played it. Oh, I was like, yeah. This game's coming out. I've put money down on it. Uh, I should probably know what I'm getting into. <laughs> So, and I remember the demo was was interesting. You got to play through Rue's story. I don't think you got to play as Mint. I think you might be right. I don't if if Mint's story was available in the demo, I don't remember playing mm-hmm. it there. So for for our listeners who are unfamiliar. Yeah, just tell us, tell us a little bit what Threads of Fate is. Yeah, Threads of Fate's an action RPG. It came out from Squaresoft before they were Square Enix mm-hmm. uh, back in 2000. So basically the premise of the game is that uh you know, you play as a either uh, one of two characters. You mm-hmm. have the choice, which is pretty cool. It's a, a very, very similar story. It's just the tone is a little different, and the gameplay is quite different. I feel like the story was still f- significantly different. Like, they were still going for the same end goal, but their reasoning and everything else was totally different. Their reason, Yeah, their reasoning's different. I mean, the, the story reason why, but I mean, like, where you go stays yeah, about yeah, the same. pretty much. You know? It's pretty much the same game, just a different plot and within different characters. Yeah, different point of view. So... 
different point certain of view. point of view anyway <laughs> uh so you either get to choose between the mysterious swordsman with uh with a giant sword named rue rue or you get to play the obnoxious princess who i don't really like that much and her name is mint mint she's really obnoxious she's kind of funny but yeah. she's kind of for the most part she's the the obnoxious i have i've had everything handed to me my entire life and yeah that's how her story starts i i started. and she gets gypped out of something and now she's mad well so here's the thing. So the story starts. I don't know if you remember it very well, Xander. Very vaguely. I, I started her story up on a whim because I was like, I, I never played through her plot, so I, I should you know pick it up and figure out what it's about. So here's the thing. You start the game, and your you're like grandpa, or they refer to him as Gramps. He, he'd be like a king if that right. was the case because she's a princess. So I think he's just like the, the head butler or something. Mint walks into this like the, the dining room, and nobody's there except for this guy, and she's like, oh, boy, I'm going to start eating. And he's like, whoa, 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 He's like, princess, you know, there's still people who haven't made it. Like, it'd be rude. Like, you better not start eating. And she's like, whatever, starts eating. And then her sister and this guy named Dollmaster. That's not ominous. Yeah, right? With a creepy mask and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, walks in, and the her sister Maya is like, listen, you're the worst. I'm not going to allow you to take over this kingdom. You're the worst. And so she deposes her. And so Mint gets upset and she can't beat her sister because her sister has the power of a relic. The relic. And, which from 17 <laughs> years ago. Right. Every time they say the relic. Yeah, it's uh, in this um, game. Uh, it's, they, it's in parentheses. It's in, yeah, it's in brackets. Yeah, yeah. And brackets. it's in a different colored text. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's bold. Yeah. Yeah. And so... We assumed that meant something, so yeah. as we were playing together, every time it would say the relic, we had to add that little sound effect. <laughs> Which I'm glad I you hadn't thought that. of for 17 years. <laughs> so, so, And it just instantly came back. That's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. So... I didn't want to be the only one going every time you were like, the rally. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Craig? No, nothing. Because we were friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wish we were still friends like 17 years ago. But uh, but anyway, Mint, I, I learned, is pretty much just a giant jerk. Yep. She's the worst. Uh-huh. There's a reason why she's not allowed to be queen. Mm-hmm. Because she's the, the worst. worst. <laughs> So, but Rue is cool. He's really nice. And yeah, Rue is, he's kind of, it's kind of like the classic, like, farm boy. Like, he grows up, he's hes just doing these things. He's got, uh, well, it, it's a little more cliche than that. Well, it's, I mean, he, he doesn't remember who, what, where he's from. Yeah. This girl, Claire. Claire, yeah. Um, is like, they're like sort of in love. I They don't really say if they they're just never... like really close friends or if they were in love. It's kind of implied that they were in love. Yeah. Or it's... that there was some kind of deep connection. A very deep connection. But she dies oh, all yeah. of a sudden. In the and opening. Yeah. And to it's a like, creepy, creepy monster man. Yeah. So like a dude with like a giant hand. Like right? Nightmare from uh, Soul Calibur. Right? Uh, just without the giant sword. Um, well, and helmet. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other... Siegfried things, but anyway, <laughs> well, whatever. It's for another episode. Um, yeah. So then, uh, Rue wants to bring Claire back, and mm-hmm. the way he can do that is by finding the relic, um, and wishing her back, more or mm-hmm. less, because yeah. the, the relic, uh, which turns out to be the Dew Prism, right? I think that's what it's referred to yeah. as in name. Um, yeah, is uh, 
it grants you a wish, right? Is that what that is? I, it's been so long. It, it's always really vague. Uh, towards the end of the story, you start learning that it's the this just an ultimate artifact, and it was owned by an Aeon, which are like these ancient beings that vanished from the world, of course, mm-hmm. uh, named Valen. And uh, there, there's a, a really intricate plot involving Rue and you know, all these different like masters. Like there's Dollmaster, Trapmaster, uh, uh, mode master, all these different. Well, maybe not evil. You'll find that out later, I guess. Is it mode trap doll. I think it's just those. Th- I think they're, oh, they're psycho like, master. Psycho master. Psycho master. Which was your favorite? Which is crazy that you forgot him. Yeah, psycho master was really cool. I I really liked psycho master. We did this odd kind of thing. I guess it's not necessarily odd, but it was we a would weird. We would, in our small group of friends, we would always call characters like. I that's don't know me. Why. That's me. Like I'm that guy. Like yeah, as if we were gonna go out in the playground and be like playing these characters like you <laughs> but did. We were in high school. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, it was just always a race of like, oh, I'm that dude, and it was the worst because we did it with Gundam Wing. Yeah. We did it with yeah. historical figures. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like it was just sort of, uh, I don't know, I, uh, I don't even know what it was because yeah. it, it didn't matter. No, it didn't absolutely sense. not. Um. But when we were watching Gundam Wing, I got into it after you and Sean. Uh-huh. Uh, again, Sean is another uh, another friend of ours. And as Craig and I continue to do these episodes, we're going to just continue to talk about him because he was like the third part of our trio. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys took all the good characters. Hey, like, in, in Gundam Wing, I you got, got some. I got some. I got, got Wufei. And Duo. Did I get Duo? I think you got Duo. No, Sean had Duo. You it was you were Hero. Oh, that's right. You had Duo. He Troa. was Duo. Duo. I only had Hero. We forced Sean to have Katra. Yeah, because <laughs> take that, Sean. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I did get no name. <laughs> <laughs> no name. Why? Uh, as an aside, I've yeah. been watching Gundam Wing on yeah. Crunchyroll, and it is kinda, it as bad as we remember. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like I, I, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not bad. Gundam. It's not the original it's Gundam. It's not the original Gundam, and there's a lot of nostalgia. Like, I wanted to really like it, and there's a lot of funny moments, but the funny moments are only funny because they're kind of bad. Does Crunchyroll have the English voice acting we were used no, to from Cartoon Network? which is kind of disappointing. I They only ever have Japanese okay. with subtitles, which the purist in me appreciates, but the voice acting for Gundam Wing was pretty good. Yeah. It was solid. Like and that's the, what we... That's what we yes. and all we had. We didn't have the DVDs. <laughs> Eventually, I got the DVDs. I only had the first few, I think. But yeah, I think I had like the first four. I never finished collecting them. I don't think any of us did. Yeah, but I. Uh, Threads of Fate. Threads of Fate <laughs> so is the game we're talking fate. about. <laughs> so Threads of Fate, though, is I. Uh, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's an action uh, RPG with some platforming. And you you choose between the the princess with magic or yep. the or Rue who can turn into monsters. Yep, which is a neat little uh, mechanic. There's not very many games that do stuff like that. Not not necessarily not anymore. Like that was kind of a big deal back in that time. Yeah, but. I feel like and and this brings me up to something I wanted to ask you about. I was going to ask a little later, but it reminded me. So in Brave Fencer Musashi, yeah. Which is a very similar game from the same company. Mm-hmm. You can get enemy powers, right? I feel like, and I mean, Brave Fencer Musashi eventually had a sequel that was subpar. But I feel like Threads of Fate is almost like a spiritual successor to Brave Fencer Musashi. It's a very similar style of game. Yeah, it's a much shorter game than I remember. I mean, and and I 
Brave Fencer Musashi might be short too. It's been so long. I feel like it was I feel like it was long short. just because I took my time going through it and was young and didn't know what I was doing, didn't right. have a strategy guide, didn't really have the internet. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you feel that though? That like Threads of Fate is kind of a spiritual successor to Brave Fencer Musashi? There are definitely similarities. Mm-hmm. Um but I wouldn't say it's an all out I mean not not really. No, they're, they're, okay. they're just two games that are very similar, I guess. But I wouldn't say one was a I mean, to be a spiritual successor, I would imagine you wouldn't make a sequel of its original <laughs> game afterwards. I just figured we don't want to talk about the sequel. No, we don't want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would hope that the I still hold out that we'll get a, a Threads of Fate two someday. That would be that'd be pretty solid. Yeah, because a lot of good, really good characters in this game. The a story's lot really good. The music is really good. And I know that's a, I'm a broken record when it comes to that. I always say the music is good in all these games, but legitimately, like, oh, a yeah. lot of the tracks in this game stick in my head to this day. The music for this game was done by Junya Nakano. Yep. And uh, as an aside, of course, uh, Junya worked on X-Men for the arcade. Nice. Uh, did the remixing, uh, I think half the remixing for the Final Fantasy IV for DS. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, co-composed Final Fantasy X. Yikes. That's, I mean, FF10's <laughs> music's good. Uh, I don't know it enough. I just, I really tried to block that one out of my head. It's it's not that great of a Final Fantasy. I, I'm, there I'm, are those I'm, who uh, say it's their favorite, but I don't. Those people are wrong. Yep. I, I wasn't a fan either. The, yeah. the, the I just reached a point where I was okay. like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care about any of the characters. That was my problem with it. But uh, but yeah, the music in Threads of Fate is great. Uh, I'm partial to the main theme, and I also really like the the first forest and the the town, Corona uh, Village. Yeah, I always uh, go back to um, you. You eventually find that little doll. Oh yeah, uh, what's its name? You you've played through it recently, so I'm sure you remember it better than I do. I didn't get that far. Which I'll get to in a bit, but uh, uh, there's a there's a doll that you eventually find, and you have to get it all the different armor. Like there's a dress it has to wear, there's like shoes it has to wear, and like a helmet you have tiara, to get. Tiara, yeah, yeah. Um, and whatever that thing's name is, which I'm sad that I don't remember, its theme is one of my favorites. I I do really remember. I remember the little doll child giving a lot of heck to mint, yeah. which I really appreciated. Yeah, it just you, was always busting his chops. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great. I did appreciate that. So, yeah, the the dolls theme, I I only vaguely remember. Yeah, and I can't remember. Let's. I know you. It was. Uh, oh, prima doll, prima doll. That's right. Um. Yeah, and you had like it was trapped in this like weird like cartoony rainbow world with fancy Mel. Oh right, fancy Mel the witch who's yep. like looks super young, but she's like ancient. Yeah. And she got real mad if you called her old, which Mint did, and all the time. <laughs> That's funny. I, uh, yeah, I, I did really enjoy the characters. I, I, you know, Rod the Blade Star, the yep. the cool dude who you fight on the the beach. I yep. think he just parked there and makes all these weapons and and he's he had a dog named Johnny Wolf. Yep, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then one of my to this day when I think of video game characters that I just wholeheartedly relate to. Mm-hmm. And he was a small bit part in this game was Duke. There were two villains oh, that right. were in Mint's story primarily, but also jumped on over to the side of Rue were Belle and Duke. 
Belle and Duke. That's Belle right. was just like this like strong warrior lady, and Duke was this. He just looked like an idiot. Like he wore a vest and had goggles, <laughs> like purple hair. Just seemed arrogant. But what he did was something I so famously do: is I really like he gets into things, like super into things, and starts imitating it. And I can't like when Sarah and I, my wife, we're we're watching. Uh, like anytime we start to watch anything new, I immediately take on the lingo of what we're watching and annoy the crap out of her. <laughs> and she threatens to stop watching these. She's like, if you keep acting like this, like we're not gonna watch the show. Because I get so sucked into like the characters and, and God forbid it's like a southern character because I will just continue to talk in the southern accent for <laughs> days. Yeah, Duke, uh, I think when you first fight him, at least as Rue, he tells you that he recently like watched a story about ninjas. And so uh-huh. he starts like doing the like the clone techniques ninjas yep. do and like, you know, I think he threw shurikens in battle, yep. maybe. He always reads and like one time you find him, he's straight up in a star costume and he was like, I'm a star. <laughs> I'm a star. Like, how'd you notice me? I'm just a star over here. And he fights you by, like, jumping at you and doing, like, shooting star attacks. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's such a, a small character that I can never, like, you can't really find a whole lot of information about him. Like, because this game came out and was quickly forgotten because three weeks later you got Chrono Cross. Yeah. It's really a shame that it got glossed over and then also kind of ignored. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a uh, uh, a manga artist who was originally going to do a manga tie-in to this game. Because in Japan, there's a lot of different games will get like manga series attached mm-hmm. to them. In fact, uh, uh, the Kingdom Hearts manga, uh, the guy uh, the guy who did that also did a Legend of Mana manga. And it was pretty good. But uh, this one was originally going to be done by Ken Akamatsu, yep. who uh, worked on Love Hina, which is like one of the most cliche series ever, and Magister Negi Magi. Yeah, I feel like I started to read that one. I think I got you into it a little bit, and uh, it's actually a series I ended up selling because there's just so many volumes. I, I ended up finishing the rest of the series online, but I, I didn't have it in me to collect them all just because it was there was so many of them. It was I, I was felt like I was sinking way too much money into it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, his Love Hina series is okay. It's you know it's super cliche, but it's not bad. It's a harem style one guy, a whole bunch of girls like him, blah blah blah. The Magister Negi Magi's all right. It's kind of the same premise, but it's the teacher's like a, a magic, you know, magician or whatever, yeah. and kind of a, a Harry Potter kind of thing going on, you know, mm-hmm. to it. If you're into that, you might like it. It's a little somewhat perverted, so you know, you know, it doesn't get a strong recommendation because of that. But I, uh, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think they really wanted to push it to just sort of. You know, faded. I guess maybe it didn't hit pop- a lot of popularity in Japan. Yeah, it got really, really average scores. Uh, GameSpot gave it a seven out of, or seven point nine out of ten. IGN gave it seven point seven. Game ranking seventy six percent. EGM six point seven or six point one seven out of ten. Ooh. Uh, so here's here's what it boils down to, and and I feel like if before I had pick the game back up, I would have probably been like, no, 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 like 8 out of 10 at least, you know, it was great, awesome. Yeah. And it's a, it was a fun game, and I really, re- I do remember enjoying it a lot, but when I played it again, the platforming is abysmal. Oh, yeah? It's garbage. It is so, so crappy. The Like, the controls in battle are fine, you know, jumping around in battle, like in a regular area, it's it's okay. That's true. I remember it being, playing fairly fluid. The platforming is really crummy, and there's a lot of it. 
a surprising amount of platforming. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's the the first forest area you go to. It's you know, there's not that much. There's like a cliff with a little bit of jumping, but you're going down, so you know it doesn't really matter. But as soon as you get to like this water temple, you you have to hit all these little tiny platforms in like certain order, and it's just like you find yourself falling into the water a whole bunch, and it's it's just super frustrating because of the crummy kind of you know jumping controls or whatever it is. But I uh, my other problem is that I would started up the game and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna polish off this game and and have a firm grasp of what's going on when we you know record. So I was playing, and uh, in that water cave, there's, like, these ant monsters. And uh, uh, there's, like, one right before this area you can go into where you have to, like, use, you transform into the the fire monster in that area. There's, uh, like, this big gecko lizard thing that shoots fire that you can take the form of. So if you you were playing as Rue at this time? I was playing as Rue, yeah, yeah. And so the, the thing is, is in this area there's like these uh this ice blocking your path and it leads to a treasure and so you what you're supposed to do is you go way you know back way later in the game when you have way higher stats and i thought you know what forget that i'm just gonna level up my dude and you know get this you know item right now i'm just you know get it taken care of so i listened to our podcast from you know the other week couple weeks ago now and uh, uh, listen to that. And what I would do is I'd go into this chamber back and forth, kill this ant monster, and then jump back in. Like, you know, rinse, repeat. Right. And as you use your magic techniques, you raise your magic points. Right. So eventually I would have enough to be able to get through this, like, ice cave part. You know, it's supposed to be done later in the game or whatever. But I thought, ah, forget it. I'll just get it done now. So I spent, like, an hour doing this, jumping back and forth. Get that done. Fine. You know, go fight a boss, finish it up, fine, great. You know, I, I had to do all this annoying platforming, but whatever. And then suddenly, the my PlayStation TV, which is how I play the uh, my uh, Vita, yeah. just error message. Just an error message, just boop, popped up. And, and of course like, you hadn't saved. Of course not, there's no saving Why in the would dungeon. You? You can't leave the dungeon. So your beef isn't so much with Threads of Fate as it is the PSTV. It's it's mostly the PSTV, <laughs> but I will say I was not a fan of all the platforming. It was I felt like it was really needlessly frustrating. And how long how long would you say you you put into it this time? Are you talking this the playthrough? This playthrough, yeah. And the, I mean, as a whole, from beginning to error. Uh, from beginning to error, uh, I, I, I think the leveling up was about an hour, and I think the rest of the playing was, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes. Because okay. you beat this game in what, like five hours the first time you played it? Roughly around five hours. Uh, a funny story for everybody. Yep. Uh, so back in the day, uh, every so often, uh, Xander would uh, swing by, we'd play video games late into the night, and then, you know, pass out and Xander would spend the night or whatever. Yep. And I'm a notorious long sleeper. You guys have no idea. <laughs> so there was a morning I woke up, and I and I I'm the opposite of Xander. I I'm a really light sleeper. I I get a few hours, and I'm usually pretty good, you know. So I'd gotten I don't know like six hours, seven, you know, my standard. And Xander's you know laying there snoring. So I was like, all right, well, I I guess you know Xander brought over Threads of Fate, and we played that for a little bit. I'll start a new record on my own memory card, and we'll see how far I can get. You know, maybe I'll m- match where Xander was. Mm-hmm. And I played. And I played. And by the time I woke up, you were finishing the game. Yep. Xander woke up to the credits. 
I had beaten the game before Xander did because he was passed out. Yep. It was, I don't even remember what time, like two in the afternoon, three Something in the like afternoon. That. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I just, back in that time, I would stay up till ungodly hours of night and then sleep all day. And mm-hmm. now I'm the opposite. Now I, I am usually in bed, like ready to roll at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> I wake up like nine or 10. Yeah, back in the day, uh, you I don't it was like really crazy. It like honestly it was kinda concerning. Like I, I I remember distinctly like walking out of my bedroom, I'd like, you know, softly close the door and like go into the kitchen or whatever, and my mom, you know, was there and she was, you know, cause of course I was living back at home back in the day. <laughs> don't you have a friend over? Yeah, that dude's passed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. She honestly was like she's like it's like, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. It always seemed normal to me. I never think, like, until I look back on it now, like, yeah, no, that must have been pretty pretty odd. Well, I, I feel like for most teenagers, it, it wasn't that weird. I, I think I was actually, at that time, the odd one. I, oh, yeah. I didn't really sleep that much. Yeah, and you woke up at the crack of dawn to play Animal Crossing and catch fish. <laughs> yep, I, I distinctly remember in high school waking up just, you know, five in the morning, and I... Start fishing because the best fishing time is in the morning. Yep. And I'd catch cola camps super early in the morning for Animal Crossing and then, you know, get ready for school. And, and I would out. wait till midnight <laughs> when it was raining and catch them <laughs> and fish all night. Yeah, I, I think I might have been the odd one because I feel like everyone else slept. And it wasn't like an insomnia thing because I went to no, bed. Not at all. I, I went to bed. You know, I got sleep in just, you know, six hours and then I was done. Yep. But Animal Crossing will be another show. That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Threads of Fate. Uh, I. What would you say, Xander? From like what you remember, which is I'm sure with you know nostalgia glasses, but like yeah. what would you put on a score of one to ten for? Um, the the one thing I remember about it because I would stay up and play that game all night, mm-hmm. playing through multiple times, trying to unlock everything there was, and there were multiple playthroughs. Yeah. Um, I would probably put it clo- like eight. Eight out of ten? Eight out of ten. Like, it wasn't a phenomenal game. It was very short. It probably had a whole b- bunch of stuff that could have been fixed, but mm-hmm. I remember enjoying it enough to keep playing it over and over again in the time between Threads of Fate release and Chrono Cross's release. I played the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, and even afterwards, I remember going back and playing it a couple times and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember clunky controls. I remember the Only platforming. Only with the platforming. I don't know, man. I don't I, believe it. I won't believe it until I go back and play it myself. I will force you to play it and uh, see because I, I just felt like it was really, I don't know. I and I don't, Maybe it was just that one part. Maybe like, you know, once you get beyond the water cave, it's not so bad anymore. Maybe. I just, it, you know, I just felt like it was really annoying because it wasn't like, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're traveling and occasionally fall in the water and whatever you continue on. You have to like step on all these things in a certain order. And so as soon as you fall off and you know mistime your jump because i think that was a part of my problem is they when you jump there's not a very clear shadow you know like in mm-hmm. something like mario 64 when you jump even if the camera's a little screwy in mario 64 so long as you can see your shadow you have a good idea of course of where you're going but in threads of fate you jump pretty quick there's no air time really and there's no shadow to really see so it's hard to kind of line up with where you're going yeah so i don't know i i i I do enjoy the game i really enjoy the plot i you know uh the music's awesome 
like you know, like you were saying, the music's yeah. so good. The art and the character design, I also really enjoyed. Yeah, I I feel like uh, uh, all the characters are really differences between Mint and Rue make it worthwhile to play through. Separate yeah, they times. were they were definitely substantial enough to to want to play through. Like you started, you fought. Uh, more Bell and Duke in one's one's playthrough than the other. Mm-hmm. There were uh, certain like the mode and trap master and all those. You fought more on one side than the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were just different character relations uh, through each each way you played through. So mm-hmm. I also feel like uh, even though Mint is like the magic user character. She didn't feel crippled physically. Like, I mean, Rue had more options. He had, like, a different kind of sword swing, and I feel like he did more damage in melee. But I didn't feel like when I played a little bit of Mint's story, I didn't feel like she was crippled physically. She fights with two giant, like, chakrams. Yeah. You know, it's that's pretty cool. Now, aside from, like, Rue and Mint, who are, like, the main characters, you said you really like Prima Doll. Are there any other characters that stand out to you? Duke. Duke? Right, right, Duke. Uh, I mean... I think we've pretty much touched on all the other all the other main characters, Duke, Rod. There's uh, one character that I we haven't brought up, and she's. I mean, I, I feel like if if she's forgotten, it's you know I understand. Elena, the pink haired girl you rescue in the forest. Oh yeah, yeah. I really I I had forgotten all about it, but I thought it was really funny because you you. She's being attacked by bandits. Yeah. And so you you decide, okay, well, is Rue anyway. I'm going to transform into, like, a monster and sneak up on him. And that's what you do. But so you transform into a polywog, which is, like, this little floating tadpole monster. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the, the one choice they give you. And henceforth in the game, she thinks that you're a magic polywog that, that can, can turn, turn into, into a, a human. human. And it's, I don't know, I thought that was really funny. Like, throughout the rest of the story, he's, like, Rue is, like, annoyed, but he's, kind of a nice enough guy that he doesn't want to correct her. Yeah. So she's just always like, hi, Polly. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and yeah, I just thought, I yeah, thought that I was kind of funny. I completely forgot about Elena. Yeah, Elena and then uh, uh, her dad and the mom. Mm-hmm. Like the dad's the researcher looking into the relic. I don't know. And uh, I feel like there's there's not really any characters that are like like bad. No. Were the two bandits that you save her from? Don't they come back every once in a while? Yeah, you you fight them a few a few more times. Uh, I think their names are Blood and Smokey. That sounds right. <laughs> I I will say I I did appreciate the they they have a really distinct theme, and when you fight them, it's just a variation of their own theme. It's not like a like a, a standard like battle theme. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. They're they're I mean. I'm not sure what if Blood's a reference to anything, but I feel like maybe Smokey and the Bandits is a reference to the, the, the one's name. But yeah, it's it's the two cliche bumbling thief characters, you yep. know? You know, one's tall and skinny and the other's short and squat and yep. short one's really dumb, of course, and the other one's really mean. It's like uh and again, hearkening back to uh Abbott and Costello? No, um oh. Brave Fencing Musashi. You had Ed and his his counterpart. Like Ed was the big fat one. Oh yeah. And then the other one, I I don't remember what his name was. I, I just remember Ed. It was like because his theme song on the soundtrack is just like "And I'm Ed" or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the same. Like one's in charge, the other one's just the the big dumb muscle. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been too long since I played Threads of Fate. Yeah, you uh, you should. I, I I do recommend giving it another shot. I, yeah. I was I'm 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 negative to the platforming because I felt it was a little frustrating and and needlessly, almost needlessly there. 
I didn't feel like it, for a for a game where you run around and hit things with a sword and shoot magic. I didn't really feel like like why is it even there? Like why did they put it in there? I just think to that, was, that was part of its charm and why I liked it so much was the platforming aspect of it. Because I I mean I always find platformers and that's what I tend to. I do enjoy platformers yeah. when they're done well. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I I, I, I don't want to make our listeners think that I'm being negative to Threads of Fate by any means. Well, it's, it probably, a, it's probably good that we take the you know rose colored glasses off every once in a while and kind of break down like, no, this sucks. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I felt like the platforming, you know, wasn't great. And and I think the other thing that was a, a little frustrating, too, is there's uh, the, the you know, the DualShock controllers, the uh, analog sticks. Yeah. They're not used, you know, because back then they didn't have them. Right. So, it, was an, it was an optional thing. Yeah. And so but there's no, you can't even use it at all in the game. You can only use the control pad, at least on the PlayStation Network version that you can download. I mean, maybe the real PlayStation disc version is different, but maybe. I kind of wouldn't think so. I'll have to hook up my PS2 and give it a shot. Give it, a, yeah. See, see, see what happens when you do, because uh, I, I don't think the control sticks work at all for the game, and I feel like control sticks maybe actually would have helped the platforming along. Maybe they did, and there's just some weird translation that through the be. through the PS TV. Maybe that was your error. It could be. I did. Who knows? You know, I did. <laughs> Try to play around with the controls to get those control sticks going, but uh, yeah. nothing, yeah. So, that, yeah, it could be a part of my problem, you know. It might be that, you know. Maybe you're just a bad platformer. No, we both know that's <laughs> not true. I don't know. You never finished Cave Story. It's... Listen, I'd like to see you go through hell. I did. Shut Multiple up. Multiple times. In fact, I showed you. <laughs> When I did it, I was like, oh, hey, check this out. God, I hate Palos. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, anything else you have on, uh, on Threads of Fate? Any other fond memories? Uh, you know, uh, the, the fondest story is playing while you were in the coma, <laughs> beating the game while you were sleeping. I, I, I just, I remember that being really, really, vi- like, I, it's really surreal to yeah. me that I, I was playing my friend's video game while he was sleeping and beating it. Before he did, because he sleeps that long. Yeah. I just, that was so weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, that was, that's pretty much Threads of Fate for me. Yeah. I uh, I always loved the master characters, Doll Master and, and uh, Psycho Master and all those. They were really cool. I, I felt like they, it, it's sort of cliche, like they could have just given them names, but yeah, uh, yeah you you had... Uh, mode. Some pretty some pretty surprising twists with the story with Rue regarding, yeah. regarding the masters and... Just life in general with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the the story, the plots. I mean, it's you know, for I, I feel like there's a lot of cliches to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, but yeah, the the plot was actually pretty solid. Like the, it was interesting. There's a lot of twists, like you said. You know, the connections that Rue has to the different masters, you know, is are pretty interesting. I, yeah. uh, I feel like it's you know, it's not like you know revolutionary no plot, not you know. not at all but uh but it was enjoyable but for the little summer of square game that could it was it yeah. was really good like as like i said exp- knowing the the connection of legend of mana and knowing the anticipation i had for chrono cross when threads of fate was coming out i was like eh, whatever i'll mm-hmm. get this just because why not yeah and then i yeah. really enjoyed it yeah but, it was 
yeah, it was it was pretty good. It, it definitely comes recommended. Yep. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, if if other people play it, they don't have the issues with the platforming that I did. Or, you know, you do at le- the very least don't lose your record because your PlayStation TV craps out on you. Yep. So another game uh, definitely recommended checking out, especially if you are a fan of the action RPG genre. Oh, yeah. If you like uh, platforming, which may or may not be solid. <laughs> I don't recall, but I, rem- <laughs> I I don't ever remember having an issue with it. And I uh, So, yeah, I think that's going to do it for Threads of Fate. Uh, and then we can jump over to our retro relapse for today. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. So we had a bunch of choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game room is always just a, a kind of an overwhelming situation, and we always try to go for the oddball kind of picks. Um, I trying feel like to we we chose about as odd as you can when we chose the mystery game. Yeah. So um, I don't like to do like there's all the Mega Man games up there, and I try not to do those games where we can actually do a full on episode of. Right. Um, so. Th- as we're looking through, I'm like, oh, there's Indiana Jones and the the Last Crusade. Oh, there's uh, Blades of Steel. Like, I guess technically we could do that. Like, we can't do a full episode. Sure. But then I saw a game, two games, that had kind of weird labels on top. I pulled one out and I saw what it was and it was like, uh, I don't even remember what it was at this point. But it was something that like, oh, no, we clearly, we can't do this because it's, it's too big of a thing. Mm-hmm. And the other game that had the messed up label, I pulled out and the label was almost completely ripped off. Oh, yeah. No idea what it was. You can't even try to make out a little bit of the artwork. So it was Mystery Game. And I was determined. Mystery Game is going to be the game. This could be gold. It could be garbage. It was the latter. It definitely was the latter. Uh, So we put the game in. And we had to fiddle with the TV a little bit. We couldn't get it to go to channel three, even though I kept hitting like up and down on the on yeah, like channel up. But it was just stuck on channel two. So we could hear the game. And we could see a little bit of a picture, but we couldn't quite make out what it was. So we completely missed the title screen for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we assumed it was Road Warrior. Yeah. Turns out it was Mad Max. So we weren't far off. No, we're pretty close. So in this game, for those unaware, we played this game. I would say at least a half an hour. Yeah, I'd say so. It was probably Before we there. grabbed our phones and we're like, what the hell is this game? Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so in Mad Max, you start in your car, and you're you're trapped by these like you know like piles of tires, and you play around with the controls, and you can swivel around, and you you know can throw dynamite, which is pretty cool. And then once you throw the dynamite, you're on the open road, and there's cars that chase you down and throw dynamite at you, and there's like tire towers looks like top like piles of tires Mm -hmm. that are that like have people in them throwing dynamite at you and you can destroy those and so for a while there we were kind of driving around and destroying those and wondering what to do you couldn't destroy them oh that they would catch they would catch fire and then you drive off screen and come back and they'd be miraculously not on fire and the cars don't drop any items no, yeah they don't uh they don't seem to drop any currency either visible or invisible yep and uh, the other thing, too, is you start with a dinky amount of fuel, and yep. once you run out, game over. You dead. Game over. That's yep. it. Yeah, we ran out of fuel more than we died from actual things. Oh, yeah. Nothing could hurt us enough to kill us. It yeah. was always running out of fuel or occasionally hitting uh, the ramps 
Oh, they didn't even look like ramps. They yeah, they like looked like holes. whole, like giant potholes. And if you were going a decent speed, you would jump over them. But if not, if not, you just dropped in and you died from the wreck. Game over. Literally, just black screen. You died from the wreck. <laughs> oh, and when you ran out of fuel, you ran out of fuel. Just black screen. White Game text. over. Um, there's a small gas station from where, like, right in the first area where you start. Turns out, if you drive into the door, you can go inside. Yep, just smash your car. Just plow right yep. through the door. As an aside, I thought it was kind of funny that I was uh, when we were driving by the first time we didn't go in, and that like when I picked up the controller, I was like, I wonder if you can go in here. And as soon as I had said that, I had hit the door and I was inside. Yeah. And it's some dude selling stuff, and all you can afford is a tiny bit of gas. Yep. And that's it. Or dynamite, but not both. Yeah. So he he sells you weapons, he sells you fuel, and he also sells a um, uh, arena pass, which oh, we right. never got the money for. Yeah. No. Because you're you're supposed to trade, and again, after a half hour of us both playing and passing out the passing the controller back and forth, after running out of fuel or or dropped, or rather, I finally decided I've had enough. I need to know what this game is. There has to be something here that we're missing, because nothing that we kill drops items. There doesn't seem to be any currency we can pick up, and I was just I was done with it. So I watched a little bit of a video, and watched the path the guy took, and there's eventually this little shack on the side of the mountain. That if you're not driving close enough to, you won't see. Oh, yeah. We drove around and didn't see squat. So you pull into that, and then it's a, a uh, almost like Die Hard, the game, um, where it's like a, almost a, a pseudo top-down, like if you're, it's almost like a 45-degree angle kind of look oh, yeah. down where you can kind of see the top, and you will gather around, and that's where you're supposed to raid and get food and water to trade in for, you know, more fuel or what have you. Um to get enough to buy an arena pass and then you go to the arena and then it's a demolition derby and you have to survive that and you keep doing that until you reach the end of the game so it's a real repetitive uh just not good game it was pretty crummy the controls were out. car graphics were surprisingly good for turning and everything um but it was just real it felt really clunky and if you got mm-hmm. hit by something it completely diverted you off course which i guess is true to life like if you're driving a car and you hit another car you're gonna swerve or whatever i know when cars throw dynamite at me in real life it i, I it just kind of redirects you a little bit yeah redirects. yeah 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 um so yeah this game was not good no does not get a recommendation not even a little bit um it, there was nothing that drove me <laughs> to want to wanna play more of this <laughs> game as soon as i realized what i was doing and here's the other thing when i finally found that room where you had to go and like do things i'm like finding keys and opening doors and i see this little black rectangular uh spot on the floor kind of look like a might it be a staircase, like a staircase yeah. right because it's a black rectangular spot like almost like a door and it had on one side in a little bit of a triangle like a uh you know isosceles or whatever triangle mm-hmm. that is looked like oh that's a staircase nope it's a trap door and you fall down to your death so Game right about the time over. i was gaining momentum I died for a dumb reason, and I I was done. Yeah, game over. Not even a li- extra lives or anything. Just once yeah, you're no, dead, you gone. You, I'm assuming once you finish the first level, it gives you a password because the the opening screen's like uh, Road War One or enter a password for more. Um, so presumably you get more levels and can skip to those with a password, mm-hmm. but we didn't get there. No, and didn't care to try. No, no. Nope. Uh, so on a scale of one to eight. Yep, on the 8-bit scale. 8-bit scale. What do you give it, Xander? Um, a 2. A 2? I wouldn't say it was... I mean, it was bad. Don't get me it's wrong. pretty bad. I wouldn't give it a 1, 
Because no? one to me just means straight out unplayable. Uh, yeah, okay. I can see that. I, I was kind of leaning to one, but I, I guess it's playable. It's just not enjoyable. No. So, yeah, yeah I, I can see a two. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, no good. No goodsies. No. So, uh, if you've played uh, Mad Max and have a differing opinion, please jump into the, our Facebook group. Uh, just look up Legend of Retro, send us an invite to join in. Let or us know Discord. what you thought about this game or the Discord. Absolutely. There's a Legend of Retro channel there. Uh, if you, this is your favorite game or just a game you have a lot of fond memories for, tell us what we're doing wrong and, I don't know, maybe we'll give it another shot. Not like no, we, no won't. we won't. No, no. Xander's <laughs> lying. We're never going to I'm play that to, again. I'm trying to sound nice. But no, I probably will never touch this game again until sometime in the future when I've forgotten that we played it and I pull out the mystery game again. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> hey, mystery, a mystery game. game. What could go wrong? Right? Let's play this. These one. other games, I know what I'm getting. The mystery game, though, that's that could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna uh, that's gonna do it for retro relapse, uh, and we'll jump into our RPG protagonist battle for this week. Again, my computer uh, is missing. Not necessarily missing. I know exactly where it's at. I just didn't pack it in my bag before coming to the studio, <laughs> so I don't have it. However, I do remember a character that I put on my list, so we'll start there with my character, who appropriately enough very fitting, is Rue from Threads of Fate. I know, I've already told you why he's great. Yeah. So, he, suck it. I, I'll, I'll add to, to, to what we said before. I feel like Rue is... I feel like he's the... The anti-hero from that era. Hear me out. So at that time, we were getting games like Final Fantasy VII with Cloud Strife mm-hmm. and Squall Leonhardt. So they were the worst. Like, they were very unrelatable. They are relatable back then because you were an angsty high school student. Right. But nowadays, like, when I look back, I just think, like, why would you want to? Cloud is your leader of the group. He's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to go to the, my leader and be like, hey, man, I, you know, was really hoping to get your input in this battle. And have him be like, oh, no, I'm a soldier. I'm a member of soldier. I don't need this. Like, whoa, tone it down, Cloud. I don't care what your past was. Right now, we're a bunch of terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rue is cool. He's a nice guy. He yep. wants to get his girl friend. Girl Girl Space back? friend. Yes, yeah. yeah, girlfriend back. And uh, yeah, he, he's an all-around really, really righteous guy. And so I think he deserves a lot of points for that because at that time, main characters were jerks. Mm-hmm. Or super angsty. Eh, he's a little angsty, but What's you know. interesting, uh, another thing with Rue um, mm-hmm. is... The, so he was meant to be the more serious and somber character, and Mint was supposed to be the comic relief, like, fun character. Yeah. And you'd think I would go more towards Mint, but Rue was the much better character, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. He he was definitely a better character. I, I think Mint was funny. I feel like uh, there's a, uh, a scene when you're playing as Rue in the water cave, and uh, Mint sneaks up on you, and she's like, I'm going to kick this. I was almost going to say something really terrible. This jerk. I'm going to kick this jerk into this pond. And she goes to like dr- like flying drop kick you. And Rue's just like, oh, my shoes are untied. And he yep. like leans over and she goes <laughs> flying into the water. And he's like, did I just hear Mint's voice? And he's like, oh, wow. Well. Whatever. Yeah. And so there, there's, you know, Mint's funny, but Rue's a lot better of a character. Yep. So clearly he's the winner. Probably. But. But. Well, you have to say is I'm glad that you spoke more for my character. <laughs> Sorry, Chops. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you have terrible taste, Chops. I 
can't help it. Why don't you have better taste, chaps? Uh, so this week, I'm going to go with uh, uh, a silent protagonist, Hero, the hero character from uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. I'm not entirely sure why he was chosen, because he's a silent protagonist. Right. But, uh, I will say a few things in Chops' defense of, of Hero from 8. Is it H-I-R-O or just Hero, like H-E-R-O, like generic? H-E-E-R-O. H-E-E-R-O. No, it's it's just whatever you name Hero character. He, yes. <laughs> Full circle. Let's keep talking about Gundam Wing. No. <laughs> so, fair enough. So, uh, the hero in Dragon Quest Eight is kind of cool. Uh, you... I don't know how familiar, or if you're very nope. familiar. Fair enough. Then we'll just lay I've it never, on the table. I never played Dragon Quest Eight. So uh, in Dragon Quest Eight, you you're one of the guards of the castle, and you wake up and find out that the entire castle has been cursed. You know, everyone's been turned to like uh, these like plants. You know, they've been frozen in time. Uh, the king has been turned into this like toad monster, and the princess has been turned into a horse. I thought you were going to say the princess had been kidnapped. Nope. And so, you have to find the flying ships and then fight the transformed king. Or no, fight one of the Koopas to turn the tran- the king back into his normal self. <laughs> and you get the P-Wing and you go to the desert. Close. Very mm, close. Oddly suspicious. <laughs> so so the, the hero is completely immune to it. And it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, why was he spared? And it's kind of interesting because uh, they, it never comes out and says it, I don't think. But as you play through the game, there's a curse status effect. Mm-hmm. And it never works on the hero. He's always immune to curses. And it's this neat little thing in the game where it's just like, oh, why is he immune to all these curses? That's really interesting. And so they do build up a lot of stuff about the hero. And you find out that he's, of course, got this grander epic destiny, which I won't spoil for anyone going to play Dragon Quest Eight, which is... Objectively, the best Dragon Quest game. Not subjectively. I prefer 7. But in any event, uh, 8's probably about the best, and mm-hmm. so I, I definitely recommend it. But for our listeners who have enjoyed Dragon Quest 8, they probably will feel a connection not only because of the fact that there's, you know, some kind of cool backstory to the hero for 8, but he's a silent protagonist, so it's kind of you, sort of. Kind of. Sort of like Shepard. Yeah. Except Shepard talked. A lot, right? This and punch restore in the Citadel. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. here's the interesting thing about the RPG protagonist battle recently, um, and I didn't think about this at the time when Chop yeah. said that he had that you had to 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 choose his things and you had to vote for him. Uh-huh. Chops essentially gave himself the advantage because no matter what, he's always starts off with two votes. Yeah, and I've been winning ever since. <laughs> So Chops, you're terrible. Even when you <laughs> cheat, even when you cheat, you still lose. But before that, though, yeah. when it was when it was even playing field, I was losing quite a bit. So I don't know. Maybe Weird. he ran out of all of his uh, flagship characters. And- that could be. Uh, I mean, I feel like I in in you know things might have changed, but I feel like after you put Sora, Sora versus Turnip up, uh-huh. I was like Sora's got this. In oh the yeah, bag. no, I had no idea that Turnip was gonna take that one. Turnip's win. I don't know if he's won, but he's winning. It was winning. Yeah, I'll I'll go back eventually and tally these up. I'm gonna check on that one real quick um, while you continue to talk about mm. these. Things. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's funny that uh, uh, Sora was losing to Turnip because I I feel like maybe people purposely voted against Sora on principle because he's a popular character. 
I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can think of because I, I thought he was pretty popular. Uh, no, nope. he's not. Um, Have things uh, changed since? One, two, three, four, five, six. Two. Yeah, right now, um, Sora has six votes and Turnip has five. Well, for the record, Sora, who's the main character of one of the most popular action RPGs of our era, uh-huh. is losing by one point <laughs> to Turnip, who nobody remembers but me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we just sold it really well in the podcast. Maybe. Or maybe people just have an appreciation of Turnip. I, I, I'm it's not entirely sure. plausible. I'm not sure. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. Uh, As always, check out GameZilla and GameZilla Alpha. GameZilla comes out every Tuesday, records live on Twitch every Monday. Uh, GameZilla Alpha sometimes records late, uh, like they did just before this episode. Uh, So that episode came out late, but usually they come out, I believe, on Fridays and are officially available on iTunes for everybody else on Sundays. If you are not a Patreon uh, supporter, please do so. It gives us the chance to uh, upgrade our equipment here, which the recent storm uh, broke one of our computers, kind of, maybe, and we had to do that. So thank you guys for your support as we were able to work through that, and here we are recording. Yep. Um, and Legend of Retro. Listen to it all the time. But you, you, should. Already, you already did that. So Yeah, we, have, you, we hope so. Anyway. Great job. Uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of Legend of Retro. I think that's Xander for uh, if you have a beard, perhaps you should check out Detroit Beard Collective. I suppose. Yes, Detroit Beer Collective. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Uh, go to Detroit Beer Collective. <laughs> That's it for Detroit Beer Collective. And use the code MC Gaming uh, to get 20% off to orders of $25 or more. Bingo Bango. Right. I'm just. I'm going <laughs> to let you finish the episode because clearly I cannot talk anymore. Xander's crying in the corner right now, so I'm going to go console Xander. But uh, in any event, I I do appreciate you guys listening. And uh, thanks again to, of course, our Patreon uh, supporters. And uh, uh, enjoy Threads of Fate. Yes. And we will see you next time. When the legend continues. (laughs) 